Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American Johnny Junta, and we did it, man. Episode 50. We made it, and we had to get a special guest for y'all, man. This is a guy that was me and him gelled. We're just two peas in a pod <laughs> like we knew each other since we were children. It's my boy. He just came out with an album, actually, a pitch out Broadway. You guys listen to it. It's electric, voice of an angel. It's my wow. boy, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher. Ever heard of him? Steven Brault. What is up, Steven? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, good man. See I'm doing good, man. We got baseball back. You know, technically, I'm not going to jinx so, it yet. Yeah, yeah. We technically have uh, baseball back. We're figuring it out. It's the the weird thing is like figuring out how the whole spring training thing is going to work because they're still not allowing big groups and all that stuff. So like figuring out how that all works, and then like we have to. This is what I keep thinking. We have to make it through like almost a whole month, right, and not get shut down before the season even starts. So it's like. Ah, uh, man, who knows what's going to happen? I hope, I really hope we play. We're getting ready for it. Um, but, you know, we'll see what actually happens. Yeah, it's actually crazy, man. And speaking about that, we're, I'm going to do a couple house cleaning things here. The first house cleaning thing I wanted to say is I was getting called out on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Instagram by people for saying that I had a fake Stephen Brault on the podcast because I, I guess because you didn't retweet or whatever. There was people commenting on my stuff, on the stuff saying this is fake. About the story about you with MLB The Show. So can we just confirm that you're the real Steven Brault just for those losers that were just trying to come at me? Uh, I am the real Steven Brault. Can confirm. I have the, the stupid tattoos, which I feel like are pretty unique at this point. Um, and I was on that podcast. That was me. Uh, I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm bad with social media, so uh, sorry for not the whatevering, uh, tweeting, retweeting. I just, I just put pictures of myself playing, uh, playing baseball on Instagram. That's about it. I don't really look at Twitter much because, one, people are angry. But, two, like most of the time, I just, you know, I don't really care what people yeah. have to say. You know, it's just I'm living my life. No, see, I respect that. It was because it was, we were at the early stage of our podcast. Now we've grown a little bit and we've gotten big leaguers. People are like, oh, this guy's a loser. There's no way he got Stephen Brawl, which is I respect it. If people want to call me a loser on social media, I respect it. I, well, some may say I am. Well, I mean, I don't think you're a loser. However, uh, people on Twitter sometimes make very good points. That's, that's mostly why I don't read it is because sometimes I read I'm like, man, this, he's so right. Like, I did suck. And this is the second house cleaning thing here. Um, because the baseball season shortened, I believe, allegedly 60 games. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Can we start Stephen Brault's Cy Young talks? I wanted to just bring Ooh. it up. Just, just kind of get, get the narrative going. You know, I, well, I've thought about this a lot. Not, not the Cy Young thing, but, like, the awards season at the end of this and, like, an all-star game and uh, they're going to, you know, a World Series, like, all that kind of stuff. About all that happens. It'd be really cool to be able to say, like, yeah, I was the – guy who won the center i was the we i was on the team that won the world series in 2020 that crazy year um but then also there's just going to be a big fat asterisk right next to it where it's like it was only 60 games you know so like whatever you know it's still going to be cool but it is always going to go down in history as like that year was weird and we'll see if we even play like we're, we're trying to i'm trying to be optimistic man and being in canada here the cases have gone down drastically it's just the thing that scares me is is the teams based out of those highly populated areas with the, the rates just refusing to go down, like mm-hmm. Florida, like California, like Arizona. What are your kind of thoughts on, like, as a player, are you kind of scared about ca- – obviously you're not scared about catching it, but are you scared about, like, allegedly have, like spreading this to someone if you might get it during the season while you're traveling and all that stuff? 
Yeah, it can be bad optics, right? I mean, when we first started talking about this, they were talking about doing, you know, like the Arizona or Florida, like full quarantine thing, you know, not seeing anybody else basically. But just the reality of life is like, that's going to be hard to police. You know, you're going to have to have security guards out there not letting human beings out of the hotel, you know, and that's just a very weird concept. And it seemed to make more sense to just not play at that point. But now that the country's starting to open again, it was like, okay, now we're, you know, getting somewhere. And then the cases started to rise again. It's like, okay, so now we're just going backwards. So, you know, why, why is it different now? I guess. Um, but I hope we play. Sorry. I, I was looking at your microphone and I, I realized I have mine too. And I should have, I should have used it. But <laughs> just using my computer mic. <laughs> it's all right, man. Honestly, you sound pretty good. And the people are going to say like, people are going to be like, damn, Steve, you sound better than some of the guests we get. Like some of the guests, guests we have here. I mean, they just, they're, they're, it sounds like they're talking on an LG room or two, which is fine. Cause I'm an edit King. I edited it all out, but all that's right. what happens here. But I wanted to also bring up the spring training you had, because I was watching a game, our boy, Nate, Pier my boy, Nate Pearson was on the mound. You were, I believe in the booth, you were mm -hmm. kind of commentating. And I texted you. I said, you look electric up there. You look like Ooh, a stay at home you. guy. You just look great. You didn't answer it, which is fine. I respect a busy guy. But what was that like for you to kind of be in the booth, man? Like, was that like, did you feel at home in there? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I want to do after baseball for sure. I've always thought uh, I would be good at talking because I like to talk and I like to hear myself talk. And I don't know if other people like to hear me talk. I guess that's the main issue, but, uh, but I have some baseball knowledge and I, I like to think that I can think on my feet enough. Um, and when I was up there, I just, uh, yeah, that's, I would love to do that. I, I want to try the whole music thing um, after baseball ends, but if, if they were to offer me like a job immediately in a booth somewhere, I, I'd probably Take it. Yeah. <laughs> the th also, another thing is here, I, this may be selfish. I'm hoping you play 20 years in the show because when you do exit the show, you retire, possibly you might start a podcast here and make me go homeless if, oh. if it starts gen generating a money. So yeah. what, I, what we could do here is we, could, we, we might have to start a team up. We might have to team up, you know, <laughs> I, instead of you making me get out of business. I mean, we'll have to figure right. that out, man, but... I think I could see you doing a little podcast action, just taking over the game. That, that's well, did my you thought. know? I mean, we I've done a podcast before. I did it with Trevor Williams. You know about that one? Yeah, yeah I know. I know I'm talking yeah, yeah. about like a, I'm talking about like a ba like a, a full baseball podcast that just right. blows me out of the water. That makes me literally just embarrassed embarrassed to be a baseball podcaster. That's what I'm thinking. No, no, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Every you no, know, there's always different levels of things, right? <laughs> like you could be like that nice middle level. Or people want to get like the perspective of some non-stuck-up major league baseball player who's like, I know the game better than anyone else, kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I want to talk about your, the, how you played in the spring. Um, what was spring training like for you? Because I believe you kind of you, you you had to exit a little bit early with an injury, right? Yeah. So I I, I was I dealt with a shoulder thing last year. I was out about a month, um, and then this off season I dealt with it a little bit again. And then when spring training started, it was feeling pretty good. Um, my first few outings were solid, and then uh, it kind of just locked up. And then uh, when got an MRI, I found out, yeah, it was uh, like a strain something. Um, so took the time to get it fixed. Uh, but then as soon as – like it was like four days later after that that got confirmed for me, five days later that um, that would be shut down. So like it wasn't a huge – I didn't have any time to really like even think about you know, oh, when am I coming back? I'm going to be back very soon. And so because of this whole thing, which obviously sucks, but I was able to really take my time and work on a lot of stuff um, that should help me in the long run, not only stay healthier, but also be better at pitching. So that's nice. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was odd, but the timing actually kind of worked out. And this is why I'm starting the narrative for Stephen Brault Cy Young 2020, because so, it's all in the cards, right? I mean, you get hurt, and next thing you know, the season's canceled, and it's just a clean slate for you here. You get to do another spring training 2.0. So yeah. some things just make sense, man, in the world. Hey, I mean, it, we'll see it. You never know. You never know. It's a 60-game season. You could go, you could go what, a 10-0 and a 1.5 ERA. Just just happens to be one of those good runs. Or, or you know, you could go the opposite way. <laughs> Yeah, or you can have my career, what I did, oh, 186. So, but when you're playing a 60-game season and obviously in your mindset, you're like, all right, there's less games here. Are you just going to let that bitch hang? Are you just going to be throwing out of your ass all year? Because I, I would be. I would be. Well, I can tell you uh, there's no – there's very few pitchers that aren't doing that all the time anyway because, like, it's just how you pitch nowadays. Nowadays, you don't – people don't really take stuff off. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. that's that used to be the way people pitch. Talk about like Greg Maddox would always talk about how, oh yeah, when I'm behind in the count, I actually take a little bit off of my fastball and work on the command of it. It's like nowadays you do not do that. No pitching coach is ever gonna say, Hey, just you know, like take a little bit off. No, they're like, you know what, throw that bitch as hard as you can. <laughs> Elevate it just a little bit so it's a little bit harder to get on top of and you're good. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's crazy. Game. Hey, and, and people, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter because you said you're not that active on social media. I saw a tweet, and they rank baseball ninth out of sports that are the hardest on the planet, which is like just the biggest – it's the biggest job out of baseball. It doesn't make any sense because my opinion, baseball is one or two. How hard were you to say – because you got to step in the batter's box you're in the NL. How hard yeah. would you say it is to hit? Like it's it, insane to hit in the major leagues. I, I we, always, we always put it this way. If you were to take like um, – Let's take like the best athlete in in the NBA. Let's take like LeBron, right? Um, Dwight Howard, like guys that are just incredible athletic physical specimens, and and put them in a box and try to like swing a bat. They're gonna look horrible, and they're not, they're not gonna hit. But but also they're gonna look totally off when if we're talking about like at the level that you could play at, like there's a lot of baseball players that can throw a football sixty yards or even further. Or, you know, and they have like an athletic throwing motion or there's a lot of baseball players that are, are really good shooters in basketball, you know, or play basketball. And like it's baseball, such a specific skill that it's hard to say like it would be uh, like it's it's easier than any other sport. Just because think about like timing and reaction and, and the amount of like error you have to make. I mean. It's it's crazy. Put put somebody up and see how hard you can throw off a mountain from sixty feet. Like also throw it, you know, in a box about, you know, two feet, two and a half feet by three feet or whatever the plate is, and and you know, see if it doesn't get hit. It's unbelievable. Hard on both sides, but hitting is definitely harder, there's no question. And the thing is, like, there's this show that I remember when I was growing up. You might have been in your teens. Pros versus Joes. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. You would have these, like, 50-year-old oh, yeah. accountants going in the batter's box against Roger Clemens or some shit, just getting absolutely oh, yeah. torched. That show Pros really puts stuff – it really puts stuff into perspective, man. Like, what do you – like, do you think that this is what we need nowadays is that show to just shut people up and show, listen, this is how hard it is to hit, like, to hit professional pitching? I mean, I always, I, I always put it back this way because every offseason, um, pitchers, you know, we, we'll throw like live against like a college team or something like that that's near you um, before you get going in spring training. So watch video of any major league pitcher throwing a college guy. So like I, I'll throw to like San Diego State sometimes or um, there's a 
community college near me. Um, and I've thrown at my college in Denver before too. And the difference is that I throw, I throw low nineties, like 91, 94, you know, on a good day, I'll sit close to that 94 range. But so they've seen that before. They've seen that kind of fastball before. The difference is that we can command it. It moves more. And in general, it's just a better pitch. If you look at the analytics of it, you know, my fastball has a lot of ride, that kind of thing. It has a lot of spin. My spin efficiency is very high. So it helps me get more ride on my fastball than you would think. And so like that kind of stuff where it's like, they'll be like, Oh, it's only 90. Like I've seen that before. It's like, well, it's different though. It's a different yeah. 90. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you put, Oh my gosh, if you played against a Joe, it would be, it would be pretty, uh, it'd be pretty tough for them. I would say. Yeah, and I was thinking about starting, like, a show where you get athletes going against each other in each other's sports. Like, could you imagine having, like, you and other guys that are, like, athletes going up against basketball players on the basketball court just to kind of shut the people up that say, like, basketball is the hardest sport on the planet or stuff like or soccer is the hardest sport on the planet? I feel like that show would kind of just put people's money where they're melted. I feel like it'd be electric. Well, yeah, but the problem there is that you have, you know – the obviously NBA players would destroy us in a basketball game. <laughs> like it would be not even fair. I'm six foot one. I have like a 30 inch vertical on a good day. Like that's not going to get it done on a basketball court. You've got like, it's, it all depends on the sport you're playing. I'm just saying that baseball is the most skill-based sport in my opinion, in which basketball, football, that's like, so you have to be an absolute freak athlete. There's no question about that. And I'm not that I'm, yeah athletic but like i've spent my whole life doing this one thing trying to trying to get you know good at baseball um and so it's a little bit different but no we would get crushed by an nba team are you kidding me they <laughs> make us look so tiny and useless true i mean no that now that i'm looking back on it i'm just looking back on my juco brain it was a pretty stupid thing for me to say you guys went up against nba players but the next thing that i wanted to talk about here is do, are you a part of the guys that say the mlb season should be a little bit shortened not 60 games, but I would say like in the 100 game range compared to the 162, man. Because the like, if you think about this, every other sport has less than like 85 like games. Mm-hmm. And then you have baseball with 162, and you're just – some of the games are like not throwaways, but they all matter. But it's just like this is game 74. Like it's a little bit different. It has a little right. bit different meaning compared to where hockey and basketball, kind of every game kind of means something here, right? Are you, are you a part of that part? Do you think it should be 100 games or less? No, definitely not. If, if you were to shorten the season, you can't shorten it by 60 games. Here, here's why. Baseball is um, – it's a game where you have to be able to play the teams in your division a lot, but in order for, like, you know, for fans to be happy and stuff like that, you also have to play teams outside of your division, right? Because people want to see – you know, like, for example, Trout play against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, right? Like, people want to see that. Yeah. But, like, shortening it that much would – I mean, think about the differences in stats we're talking. Nobody's ever going to hit, you know, 30 home runs ever again. Yeah. You know, I mean, it used to be – it started was 140, and then it went to 160, something like that. It was, like, 142, now it's 162. Um, and – I like if they were to shorten it back to 142, 144, like I, I don't think it would make a huge difference. But I, I I get people saying there's just a lot of baseball games, and there are. I know that. But that's kind of part of the beauty of the season that's different from other sports. Otherwise, we just become another one of the sports. 
that have that shortened season. But also, I mean, how many games of, like, regular season NBA do you watch? None. I'm not about exactly. to yeah. I, I love NBA playoffs. I just don't really care about the season. But for me, that's mostly because more than half the teams in the NBA make the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No. So, you know, it's, it's all personal preference. But I've, I've just grown up loving the, the long season. And, oh, look, we've already played 70 games. That's crazy. You know, that kind of thing. Because um, it does – when you look at a schedule, you get spring training, and they have a big schedule up on the wall in the clubhouse. And it's like, oh, my God. We're going to be playing the Phillies on August 25th, five and a half months from now. <laughs> yeah. With a month left to play. Yeah, no, it's, uh, if you think about it, man, like I, I'm a part of the more baseball games because one, and this is me being selfish, one, I get to go to more Blue Jays games and just get blackout drunk and just drink. That's one Beautiful. thing. Right. And two things is just you get to see a guy just have banana stats like, like Bell last year. I believe right. it was last year, just hit just an uncomfortable amount of nukes for no, right. like, it just looks cool to see a guy. You look at his stat sheet, 40 home runs in a seat. It, it, like, just seeing that for me is what makes baseball so cool is just the fact that some of these numbers, like some guy could have 140, 130 RBIs in a season. Like what other sport has that to an extent? Just a crazy n- number of stats like that, right? Yeah, and I mean, you're talking about guys getting 600 at-bats right now. Like, yeah. dude, that's a ton of the yeah, That's a ton. Um, sorry, it's probably plate appearances. It's probably getting 600 plate appearances. But either way, like, that is – that's cool. Like, that's interesting and in, in just how the game is. I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things where there are things you can change that we don't have to do. We have to do it because it's always been this way. You know, that argument is so tired and annoying. Um, but when it comes to baseball, I do think the length of the season is part of what makes it so special because – they call it the grind, right? Like no other season do they call the grind because no other season are they playing literally every single day. We have 20 days off from when we get there on February 15th or whatever to September or September 28th or October 1st, depending on the season. And then if you make the playoffs, we're playing more after that. But 20 days off in seven months. Like that's basically our schedule. And it's part of it. It's all part of it. So it's all part of it. And yeah, and being a pitcher too, it's just cool. I mean, you get to pitch your one day as a starting pitcher. And then the next four days, I mean, you're kind of just chilling, getting to enjoy what you kind of did as a kid, right? You're just watching baseball. You're, 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 right, you're right up there on the field watching pro, pro hitters just mash baseballs and pitchers just paint 102 on the corner, man. I mean, <laughs> it's the beautiful thing, man. It's, and it, that's one of the things that, I, obviously I'm never going to be good enough to play in the show. That's one of the things that makes making the major league so cool is because you're up close and personal with these guys that are literally freaks of nature, freak athletes. And who's one guy for you that, that are, that's on the pirates that you kind of, <laughs> you kind of step behind and you're like, I can't believe the amount of athleticism and just what this guy can do. That for me is Polanco. Gregory Polanco is an absolute madman when it comes to just pure size and athleticism. He's insane. His hamstrings are like six of mine. <laughs> he's like he's like a six foot seven, like perfectly athletically built. Like he's fast, he's strong, he you know, he's got a like good long lefty swing. And it's just like, dude, you know, good for you, man. Like you got it. <laughs> like it was that's I'm happy for you, because I'm a little six foot you know, not even six one lefty pitcher, just like, hey, you know. I'll play as long as I can, but hey, good for you. (laughs) 
Dude, it's I but but when it's like that though, I truly truly think that that is just god-given ability there because you can't teach the kind of athleticism that some of these guys have like Mike Trout, you, Gregory Polanco. I just threw you in there. I had to throw you in there. But do you do you kind of just see some guys in the show, you know the single guys out that kind of don't put that much effort into the game of baseball and they're just naturally disgusting at it? Oh yeah, there's there's plenty of guys. It's kind of it's kind of the the funny thing about being, you know, playing on teams and playing through the years is you see the guys that are like dedicated to the craft They're, or the people that love the game. You know, I'm a guy that absolutely loves baseball and I love the work that goes into it. And I just love the game itself. Um, and that's, I think, one of the reasons I've gotten so far uh, is because I've just always loved it. But there's a lot of people that play baseball just because they're really, really good at it. Don't even really like it that much, but there's nothing else they're going to do especially to make a you know a few million bucks or whatever a year, there's plenty of guys that like once baseball ends, it becomes, all right, I guess now I, I coach like, <laughs> because that's just what they are. They're baseball players, you know, and that's it. And the weird thing about baseball is if you were a, a, like your family was like shoemakers and so you're a shoemaker, it's what you are and you're a shoemaker until you die. Well, baseball players, you're a baseball player until, you know, if you're the very best until you're like 40 and then you have, a lot of life left to live and you have nothing you have no your calling is now over so like what do you do you know um that's why we have a lot of people on our team and i've known a lot of guys that are very well-rounded people as well as being baseball players so it's a little bit different but like like i want to go do music sing on broadway like that that's weird but i'm not specifically only a baseball player so there are there are plenty of guys like that though plenty yeah there's definitely a lot of guys and you could kind of see it um, throughout the major leagues, like guys that have like that other talent, like Mookie Betts for me, because you're he's a guy that you're going to be facing a lot because uh, with the Dodgers, he is he's a freak. I mean, he bowls like 200s, I believe, and then he mashes baseballs. He's just good at every single thing that he does, right? He's bowled multiple 300s, 300, sorry, 300s. I'm not good with bowling, I mean, 300s, yeah, 300s. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that guy is crazy. Well, there was a video of him recently that they put that he's doing something else. I don't know. It was some other crazy. Oh, you like, you know, he can like dunk super easy. Yeah. You know, like he's just, but that guy, oh, I love Mookie Swing so much. I think it's so beautiful. And and it sucks though that you guys aren't going to be hitting this year because I love to see Steven Brault at the plate just mash. I don't know if you saw Trevor Williams' video on Twitter the other so day. so funny. It was hilarious. I, I'm actually kind of sad that you didn't think about it or someone didn't just make that for you because it, the bunting video was – it was – honestly, I laughed at it. It was hilarious because yeah. it was just so out of left field. Are you going to miss hitting a little bit? Oh, yeah, I'll miss hitting. Um, you know, I got drafted by the Orioles. So, like, when I was with the Orioles, you just didn't hit. You didn't, yeah. It didn't matter. Like, maybe you had to have an at-bat when you were in the big leagues, but, like, never in the minor leagues would you hit. So, you never hit. Um, so, when I came to the Pirates, I was, like, really excited. I was like, dude, I'm going to get to hit again. Like, this is awesome. And then it actually worked out. I actually hit pretty well, you know. And like um, last year, I got like a bunch of pinch hit appearances, you know, earlier in games when the situation wasn't super pressure time or whatever. Um, I got my first homer last year, so I mean, I, I at least I, I I got to think that I checked some boxes in yeah. the hitting thing uh, before they got rid of it, possibly forever. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm a little sad, but also it's uh, let's be honest, it's better for the game. It's better yeah. for the game to have nine hitters in the lineup <laughs> and to have eight hitters and a guy standing in the back of the box like this. Like, please yeah. don't hit me. 
know, so. part of me is going to miss this. And this is just me being a baseball historian. Part of me is going to really miss seeing a pitcher somehow mysteriously, get, miraculously get on base and then be on base with his massive dugout, <laughs> with his massive dugout jacket yeah, and, yeah. and try to run around the bases looking like a transformer. Like that, yeah. that like that's the part of me that's going to miss. And you, and you can't pay for that. No hitter is uh, going to be able to do that. Well, they also, I mean, also you're missing out on like, you know, it's going to disappear forever out of baseball. Can you guess? Bunts. Nope. I don't know, man. I have no idea. A double switch. It's gone. Oh, yeah. No reason for it ever again. Damn. We're just – they don't realize this kind of stuff, man. We're the common men. We need this stuff. I need yeah. to see what, where, who's going where at the same time. Want, when you see the manager, not he doesn't walk up to the pitcher. He walks to the umpire, and he just has his lineup card, and he's just like, so he's going here. <laughs> yeah. He's coming in yeah. for him, and he's moving over here. And then he's going to third. He's moving to left field. And the umpire's like, okay, yes, and then scribbles it down. And then the manager – so you're standing on the mound like – this sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm getting so awkward. Why don't I just stand here and the position players are like on the mound with you, like, hey man, nice try, or like whatever. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I wish I could just walk back right now. Yeah, that would be can nice, you take me out now? Can you take I me guess out I'll just stand here. And one um, also thing, yeah, change, and one also thing that they're changing is now is there's no fans, and you're a kind of guy that obviously you like a little bit of fan interaction. It's fun. When the fans chirp you, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. Are I you gonna it. are you gonna miss the fan telling you, hey Steven, like just the stupidest chirps ever, like you stink? Or are you gonna miss that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Okay, here's here's uh here's a good example. So I love um shagging batting practice on the road because the gates are open by the time we're shagging yeah. batting practice. So so people are are in the stands. And so, you know, you get the people asking for, for a ball and you get the people yelling at you, you suck. And then like a ball gets hit to you and then asking for the ball. And it's like, why in the world did I give you this ball? Yeah. Um, but like, okay, here's a good one. Remember last year, the last time I did this, I said I had never like given up a hit to Anthony Rizzo. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. Well, I gave up 10 runs to the Cubs last yeah. year. Yeah. In th- less than three innings. Okay. Yeah. So just like to disclaimer, it happens to everybody. I had like 13 really good starts in a row right before it. Yeah, you were buzzing. Um, yeah. And then and then it just, you know, all came crashing down in one start. But so Rizzo hit a grand slam for me to come out of the game, right? So as I'm walking out the mat, I'm thinking like, well, that aged poorly. Like in my like I, <laughs> I remember saying that on a on a podcast that people have heard. Um and then uh, as I'm walking off the field, here's, here's the best thing you can get. I'm walking off the field in Wrigley Field, completely full stadium. I've already given up 10 runs. It's been less than three innings. And I get a standing ovation walking off the field. Oh, that man. is brutal. Talk about, like, a, a character test. Oh, my God. Walking on the field like, oh, 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 oh never want to pitch ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come back out five days later and do it again. Yeah, it, it's strikeouts against it, the Reds. It's crazy, dude. I actually was just about to bring that up. It's yeah. so crazy the game of baseball, and this is like I said, like no other sport. You will have a start outing like you did in Chicago where you struggled, and then you go against the Reds, double digit K's, and you're pitching like you're Cy Young. It's the yeah. craziest. It, it's insane. What was running through your head, kind of? What is running through your head when you have a start like that against the Cubs and you're kind of building up that momentum to your next start? Are you thinking, I better fucking put these guys in my back pocket? Uh, dude, the funny thing is, like, so I've actually been talking about this a little while, a, a little bit recently um, with JMO. 
uh, Jameson Tyon. So one of the points that he brought up that I think is really interesting is when you get to the big leagues as a starting pitcher, like people forget immediately, like what you did in your game. So let's say, let's say, you know, I had a game against the Cubs before I gave it the 10 runs where I went seven innings, gave up one run to a Chris Bryant solo home run in like the sixth or something like that. Seven innings, one run, like eight punchies, like really good game. And we win walking in the clubhouse. Everybody's like, Hey, good job, man. Like as they walk in, I give them a high five because I'm already in the clubhouse. You know, good job, good job, good job. Music starts playing and it's over. Like everybody forgets because everybody's already getting ready for tomorrow. Right. So when you have that same start in Chicago, it's the same thing. Everybody walks by and just goes like, "Eh, sorry, like whatever. Like they don't care. Like there, that guy's worried about his 0 for 4 day or maybe he went 3 for 4. So he's like, I mean, it sucks, man. But like, I got to get ready for tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's just how it is. So you don't really get to enjoy the good times as long as like you do in high school when everybody's like, oh, dude, that was so good. Uh, but you also don't have the chance to, uh, to dwell on the bad times as much because everybody's getting ready for a game tomorrow. Like, yeah, we already lost today. Like, you have no excuse not to be ready in like four days from now. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's really cool. So, no, I mean, you don't, you don't dwell on it. You get mad. You know, you'd be laying in bed. And you'll just, it'll pop into your head. But that's just the same as like any mistake you ever make, right? Where it's just you're laying in bed and all of a sudden you're like, I shouldn't have sent that text. Like, I can't believe I did that. It was so dumb. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I can't believe I threw that fastball. That was right down the middle. How stupid am I? Like that kind of thing. So you just, you just move past it. Otherwise you're going to get left behind. So. True. Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. And the, you're kind of put in a pedestal, especially when you're pitching in kind of Chicago, Wrigley Field. Like, you're, there's more eyes on you, obviously, compared to if you're pitching somewhere else. Right. Do, you, do people try to add salt in the wound and they DM you or just kind of just tweet at you, say, hey, man, like, just be sarcastic or just roast you when stuff like that happens? Or do you even get fans roasting you on Instagram or, social, or any social media? Yeah, I mean, you're going to always have people that feel the need to to chirp from the safety of their computer. Um, you know, there's it's just how people are. People suck sometimes. It's just, look, I get it. I did suck. You know, it's one of those like, oh, I had a bad game. Now, I'm not going to look at Twitter because I know people are going to feel the need to tell me that I had a bad game. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, like, Congrats on your hot pocket dinner you ate tonight. Like, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I, I just, I don't care. Like it's nice when people are like, yeah, good job. Um, but when, when people feel the need to be negative about it, it's like, dude, live your life. Let me live mine. Like me doing poorly does not ruin your life. If anything, it's making my life a little bit tougher. So like, um, I don't know. I just, that's why I don't even read Twitter anymore because there are some very positive things that are really nice to see. Um, but most of the time, even, even when people are doing well, I mean, they still, still find stuff to complain about. So, yeah. yeah. And also what's, what's funny about Twitter is, is this is recent recency bias kind of is when you guys were doing the negotiations with the owners is the, is the people on Twitter saying greedy, greedy major leaguers, let me put this in perspective for you absolute moron idiots. Like, so picture you're working your job at Target, which you probably are because you just chirp people on Twitter for no reason. You're working at Target. And, and, and the manager comes up to you and says, listen here, man, you're going to work 70 days 
but I'm going to pay you for 40 of the days because I am so broke at Target. I don't make enough money owning Target that I can't pay you for the full 70 days. So it just, and and then you have to be like, all right, sure, I'm going to do it. I'm going to risk my life working in this coronavirus, working in all this kind of stuff, contracting it, being around people. And you have to just willingly do it because, hey, it's your job. It's your responsibility to provide entertainment for the fans or just work at Target. Talk about that, man. Talk about how frustrating that is when you have (coughs) fans just saying greedy, greedy major leaguers making millions of dollars and they don't understand that you guys have to work for free for like 40 games. It's it's tough because I can see it from every side. I I know, like I get it. Like we do get paid very well. um, And I I think it's funny. People always assume that like most of the guys in major leagues are making millions of dollars when that's so (laughs) not the case. Yeah, yeah. Most of the guys in the major leagues are making major league minimum right around there, maybe a little bit more, but not a million dollars. Like they just people just hear the the Mike Trout contract. Like, oh, okay, well, yeah, Mike Trout obviously is making like. 40 million dollars a year so so he must be only making like five like no dude i'm making i'm making major league minimum and, and that's still a very good amount of money i'm not complaining so i can see the optic of the rich arguing with the rich and uh, money 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 um but the truth is that we get paid for a service because um it makes that kind of money it's an entertainment industry it's like an actor it's like an actor getting paid only 40 percent um, for, you know, set the 70, 70 days or whatever. So, you know, it's the thing that's too bad is that those negotiations, negotiations had to be so public, I think is, is the major bummer about that because it, once for again, sure. it makes it look bad. Um, you like those, you like things like that to be kept in like in the circle, but once they get out, you get out. And that's once again, why I don't read Twitter. And also the cool thing here is, I wanted to ask you this because I have no idea. I'm a common man. Do, what input do you guys have if, as players within these negotiations? Like, are you specifically like we're, like saying stuff, or is it just through the team and the agent, like the the agents or the people representing you guys for negotiating with the owners? Yeah, like, are, are you like Stephen Brawl? Like, do you have sort of like an input in this, like as a player, or is it just the MLB oh, yeah. BPA? No, so well, we're all part of the MLBPA. That's the whole point. Yeah. Um, but like, there's representatives from each team, and they kind of go on these phone calls, which any of the players can go on to listen, basically. Um, and then they kind of talk for your team, and then we have team discussions, you know, on our like team group chat and stuff like that uh, to have those kind of conversations. Like, what are we looking to get? What are you know all that stuff? Um, but agents are nothing to do with the MLBPA. That's why. That's why people got so uh, heavy about like Boris's involvement and things because, because the agents are not part of the PA. The agents are, the agents are certified by the PA uh, basically just show that they're not scumbags. We're going to take all your money, but, um, but they're not part of the PA. That's just players. Yeah. Well, and I, I heard a quote about Scott Boris said, he said this, I believe on that, on part of my take today, he said, when like you guys are doing this discussion with the owners and stuff like that, trying to come to an, to an agreement, the, what the owners have to understand is the fans aren't watching the games to see the grass grow. They're going to watch you guys play baseball. So what mind boggles me with that is, is how during these negotiations, the owners kind of treated as if you guys weren't like a necessity to the game of baseball as players. And I could be, spe- I, I could be wrong on that. I just wanted to gain a little bit of an understanding on, 
what the negotiations were like. Were they just trying to knock this down to 50 to get the maximum amount of money, or were they trying to make it look like they were poor? Well, that's, I mean, there's no way to really know. I seriously thought they were trying to make it look like they were poor. Um, I, it was, honestly, it, it was probably just a, you know, once negotiations start, you want to win. Honestly, yeah. that's, that's the way I saw it because, like, the differences between the offers we would send and stuff are just not that great. Um, and then it's just like, but we're not going to accept it. We're going to send back a different one. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't know, man. It's, I don't, this is why I, I don't do the negotiating stuff. My dad is a business owner. And so he loves that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I just want to play baseball. Like that's why I, <laughs> yeah. that's why I play baseball is to play baseball. Strangely yeah. enough. So yeah, I mean, I, I would never know because I'm, I, I'm never going to ask an owner. For sure. No, I, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm not the brightest either. So I have no idea what's going on here. And I, and this is another thing about me not being the brightest, not technically understanding things. Can you describe this for the fans? Taxi squad. What's that? I have no idea what it is in my head. I just picture a bunch of major leaguers and minor leaguers sitting in a taxi outside of the stadium, waiting to get called in uh, to pinch run or pinch hit. That's, that's my, that's what I'm okay. thinking it is. So you have a basic idea right. Uh, the taxi squad in regular seasons, not this season, um, are basically uh, – we call them the taxi squad. They're guys that are able to go back and forth because um, they have an option and people get hurt, they go back and forth, right? Um, so during the season, a taxi squad is usually you bring somebody because somebody might be hurt or you know something might happen, so they have a player ready in the city that you're in, just in case. So you know that happens regularly, where guys will come up and go sit in a hotel for two days, not get activated. And it has to be within 48 hours, I think, or something like that. And then they have to either bring you up to the big leagues or send you back down. Um, but taxi squad this year is going to be three players, um, and I think one of them has to be a catcher. But the idea is that they'll travel with the team. They won't be active players. But if for some reason somebody goes down, i.e. gets the coronavirus, um, you'll have a replacement to put on the roster so you don't have to wait for somebody to fly in from, you know, wherever. Okay. No, that made that, that, that makes sense in simple terms because the way that kind of Ken Rosenthal and whatever Passon were explaining it. Jeff Passon. Jeff Passon or whatever his name is. It really put my mind into a pretzel. So just based off of that, based off what you said, I kind of understand a little it's bit just, more. Yeah, just simple. It's just people that are, that are going to travel with the team and be ready if somebody goes down. That's all. And the thing that I'm worried about also is, is, is there going to be a player's weekend? I want to see the all weird <laughs> uniforms. I want to see the weird nicknames. Is there a player's weekend? We need to know. I'm going to go ahead and say there's probably going to be no weekends, like no special weekends. That would be my guess. I mean, because that, that's a lot to set up. But then again, I guess if they already had jerseys made, um, maybe. But, but okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. Can you break news here? What would have been your nickname on the jersey? Let's break news here. Oh, Squid, just like okay. it was last year. All right. Uh, I, I liked Squid. I thought about uh, changing it to my gamer name, which is Scuba, but um, I decided I was going to stick with Squid, and then obviously all this happened. Um, I did want to change my walkout songs this year, though. I was, I, so I might still do that. I was thinking, because I do Everlasting Light by the Black Keys for my yeah. walkout song, and yeah. I've done that since I was like junior in college, and it's worked out for me, hitting-wise. I've always hit pretty well. Um, Last year, what was my 
my last year my pitching song was a Bob Moses song, which is like a trance. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so this year I was thinking of since I'm not going to have a hitting song, I was thinking of going to Sinister Kid by the Black Keys as my pitching walkout song because that's a sick song. Okay, so wait a second. When you have a walkout, is that just for like to pump you up? Because there's gonna be no fans. You're not gonna be seeing the fans going crazy when that comes up. So pretty much the walkout song is just for you now, right? Yeah. Well, it was always that way. Yeah. Anyway. Well, technically, technically, that's what I'm at. But sometimes you like to have walkout songs that maybe you aren't so fond of, but you just like to get the people going in the crowd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm. Well, I didn't, but I do know, guys. I remember Jordan Lyles last year had a Post Malone song for his walkout song, and. Jordan Lyles listens to straight country, you know, like, <laughs> like, dude, what is this? And he goes, yeah, I just told my friend to pick a walkout song for me. And he chose this song. I don't know. I was like, he just doesn't care at all. Okay. I thought it was funny. But I feel like that's part of like, there's so many like, college baseball players. Talk to any college baseball player or even high school baseball player. Be like, Hey, if you had a walkout song. You know, what would it be? What would you choose? True. Everybody has one. Yeah. What's your walkout song? Well, my walkout song, and this is, uh, this is because I was in Nebraska. I wanted to get the three fans that were there going a little bit. I had the song, song Small Town Throwdown. Do you know that song? Uh, I recognize the name. I'm sure I would recognize it. Well, I had it small. It was Small Town Throwdown. Got people going. But I have a suggestion for you, and this might be a little bit of copying. We had Trent Thorne on the podcast from the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and his song, walkout song, was The Stroke, I believe. Do you know that song? No. Okay, let me play it. It, it. it honestly, man, it really gets the people going. Like it is it's the people going. It's provocative. It's provocative, man. So let, here we go. Oh yeah, everybody. Yeah, dude. I tell. Yeah. Okay. So that, that that that's the walkout right there, man. I mean that. If that doesn't get the people going, you got a horrible fan base. I mean, something like that gets the people going. Yeah, I mean it does, but also like. Like you said, it's going to be weird this year because when they play the music, you know, like when you're, if you go to an empty stadium and you play music, it like just reverberates everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're it's hearing weird. like eight different songs all at once. Yeah. Um, but also like, it's going to be weird because we're going to be able to hear each other talking. Like we're going to be able to hear the other team like talking in the stands because we're not going to be in the dugouts. So you're going to be able to hear the other people having conversations, you know, in the stands like, uh, this is so – it's so weird. It's so weird to think about, Johnny. Yeah. What is – it's going to be so odd. It is. It's going to be really weird. And the thing that I'm is so, so – I can't put this into words how excited I am because it happened with golf last weekend or two weeks ago. A player shoots a bad shot, and he just screams, fuck me, at the top of his lungs. And everyone at home is just pausing like, holy shit. Did he just swear on national TV? And then it can't blur it out because it's live. Hey, I'm so is- excited to see that. Baseball games this year are TVMA. Yeah. Yeah, because every – oh, dude. Dude, because we, like, we get after it, you know? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a – I'm more of a hand in the glove and just cussing at myself. You, should, you know that guy? <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. we have guys in our team that, yeah. I mean, it happens every now and then. You throw a pitch, and right when it gets hit, you just, Fuck! It's not <laughs> yeah. like – it's just a reaction, you know? You don't have, like, a choice to do it or not. Um so yeah, that's gonna be uh, fun for everybody to hear. Um, oh, it's gonna be it is gonna be, and I cannot wait for like the sixty or or fifty year old Karens that are gonna oh, tweet at you guys and say, "My ten year old son was watching your game yesterday and heard you swear, and now he just keeps model. saying the word." Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. a bad role model. It's like, come on, like 
it's like heat of the moment stuff. Like yeah. you can't control what you say all the time in that heat of the moment. But like thinking about like last year we talked like with our like brawl with the Reds, you know, like yeah, like there's not going to be any fights this year. No, but but if you really want to, you can just turn and like talk shit to the guys in the stands. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, like we're going to be able to hear each other. So it's just I don't know. How boring is like how boring is that going to be though, man? Just you all have to just stay in the stand six feet apart. You can't really talk to each other. It's and like I said, I'm not going to promote chewing tobacco because I'm a chewing tobacco guy. You're going to have to take up a hobby, like maybe <laughs> just bring a ton of seeds just up there. Start knitting. Yeah, like what are you guys going to do as pitchers? Like you just started. Are you going to be charting like you did in the minors? Like what are you going to be <laughs> doing? In the, what are you going to be doing up there? I might, I might honestly keep score. Just because yeah. it'll be a way to yeah. pass the time. Um, but, like, I don't know. We'll be able to talk. I mean, six feet, that's, what, two seats in between? Yeah, probably. no, yeah, it's not that much. It's just going to be kind of weird. I, I, it's just going to be kind of weird. You guys aren't going to have that privacy. That's what the I mean. Weird, the weird thing is you need the bullpen now. Yeah. It's like, what are they yeah. going to do? Like, stay over to PA? Just, uh, <laughs> Stephen Brault, please start warming up in the Pirates bullpen. And you have to, like, hop out of the stands and into the bullpen to start playing catch. You're like, uh, dude. Yeah, it's going to be really awkward. That that part's going to be really awkward too. But the part that I found, find absolutely incredible is is how I believe it was in the first agreement that they weren't going to have an umpire behind home plate. So they just wanted to sewer the catcher. The catcher is close to the batter. So what difference would it make having the umpire not behind home plate? Uh, that's the part weird part for me. Are they going to have a um, – I didn't read that. Are they going to have an umpire strictly behind home plate now? I mean, they have to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought There's no way you're going to play major league baseball without an umpire. Yeah. Dude, behind the pitcher, umpires, that would be so brutal. Yeah, that'd be bad. I mean, there's – no, there's no way. That's why I think one of the things – like, hypothetically, if the umpire is wearing a mask, he can't get the other guys sick. Yeah. So, True. True. No, I'm excited for it, man. And just thinking about this, it's going to happen. Within a like within the next month that we're gonna have baseball back, so I'm excited to see how weird it's gonna be. Just the camera just panning around and seeing Stephen Brault just chilling in the ble- like in in the crowd, just like hey, what's up, like in his turf shoes, just yeah. obviously like. Do we have to be? Do we have to be in uniform? If we're gonna be that's the, the part I'm line. wondering. Also, do you have to be in uniform? It's you know how awkward it's gonna look. You know what that's gonna look like to me? It's gonna look <laughs> like that weird, weird old guy that loves to show up in full uniform to the baseball games. Yep. You're gonna be that guy. You're gonna be that guy sitting in the stands. <laughs> yeah, like talk about like one of the things that baseball players enjoy, especially starting pitchers, is during games you're not playing. You know you're not gonna play, so you just like hang out in the side dugout. Try not to get in anybody's way. You yeah. know, go get a coffee in like the third inning, like whatever. But now it's just going to be like, all right, I'm in the stands and uh, we're hanging out here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I would assume they're going to do a lot of interviews, in game interviews with players yeah. in the stands. No, that makes why not? Sense. That makes sense. It's like, I, I, like I said, are you allowed to bring your phone up there? Like, I, I, it's a lot of yeah. questions here looming in my mind. There's, if they want to get the fans more involved in everything, then yeah, you'd be able to. Because then you could, you could, you know, Instagram live from the stands. You know, yeah. The problem is that you can't do that with everybody because what if a second baseman is in the stands on his phone and then, you know, the game's something happens and then he needs to be put in the game. Yeah. No. It, yeah. But also, we don't need sense. pinch hitters anymore. So, who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be. I'm so fired up for it. And like I said, just to have sports back, I can just. It just. I feel. I feel free again. Like I've been playing an uncomfortable amount of Call of Duty. I've just been grinding on the sticks. That's like with with baseball back. It's the time. My screen time on my phone's gonna be a little bit more down. Dude, screen my screen time, time on, on my phone is a joke. Oh, I think I had nine hours last week. Okay, well that's yeah, that's way more of a joke than mine. <laughs> uh, but I say so I'm an Apex Legends guy. I played COD for a while, but I I've been playing Apex for the last like I don't know a month, and I just absolutely love it, dude. Can't yeah, it. it's just like do people like do people do you is your gamer name specific enough where people will be like, holy shit, I got killed by Steven Brault? Uh, no, it's just it's scuba. No? Oh, okay. So like either you you some people know because it's it's one letter off of my Instagram name. Okay. So like, it's very close. So, yeah. I, but I don't know. I have, I one time did play as myself on the show. Yeah. Um, and was on the mic with some kid and, uh, he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. Wait a minute. Sco- like scuba, scuba, are you scuba? And I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, dude, you're playing with yourself in the show. That's so cool. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, but I'm still gonna toast your ass. And I was like, <laughs> you love fair. that. And what's fan interaction, man? Because you, your tattoos are very like oh, you have a lot of tattoos. Do you get noticed a, a ridiculous amount around Pittsburgh? Like it must be just uncomfortable. Uh, a decent amount, I, I would say. Not like um, I, I don't get. It's not like I'm Justin Bieber or something. It's yeah. it's cool though. Every now and then, you know, Pirates fan would ever come say hi. But uh, but no, it's not. It's not like crazy amount. I think for the most part, still. It's just most people just see tattoos. You just see tattoos yeah. and you move on with your life, you know? Not um, for sure. But, yeah, uh, I, I did get – somebody asked me for a picture the other day um, and not JMO, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> just like, dude, you're missing, like, it. the actual guy who you should be getting a picture with. But, uh, yeah, it was funny. Oh, I can't wait to clip that, put it on Twitter. That is – could you imagine, just, like, looking at JMO saying, hey, man, can you – Take, can you take this? We literally did that. JMO took the picture. Jameson <laughs> Tyone took the picture of me with somebody else. The number two overall pick, the pick behind Bryce Harper, is is this is the camera guy for, He's for the Steven camera Brawl. guy. Yeah, sorry about it. To see that. That's That is so funny, man. I can't even believe. Like, see, that is just incredible to me that a fan's like the fan will lie to your face and be like, "Dude, I'm a massive Pirates fan." Hey, random person besides Stephen Brault who's uncomfortably tall. And pretty big. Can you take a picture of us? Yeah. Can you take yeah. a picture of us? Yeah. You think that this guy I'm standing with is <laughs> it like, dude, this guy's a massive human being. He makes me look tiny. Probably also a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that is so funny, man. I can't even believe that just actually happened. And speaking about JMO, he told a story on the podcast about you when we had him on. He mm-hmm. said that I, I sent it to you. I believe that you yeah. guys went to a, a wedding and yep. you were just the star of the show. Can you describe what happened there? I believe you went on the you went on stage. You were singing, and they're like, "Damn, this guy's pretty good." And then you just took over. That was well, not a wedding. No, or, or at the at the bar at the bar. Sorry, I believe. Bar. It was yeah, a bar. yeah, yeah. We we were in Chicago. We both got optioned. Yeah, uh, from Chicago, so we went and had dinner uh, at a restaurant, obviously, yeah. and then we went over to a bar, and it was a live band karaoke bar. And yeah, they I I sang a song. We waited for a while because I put myself in line, but it was a pretty long line. So we just hung out for a while, and then it was my turn to sing. I sang a song and. I went back down to my table and like five minutes later, the guy was like, Hey, you want to come up and like sing like five or six songs? And I was like, <laughs> sure. 
And uh, yeah, so then I ended up singing for like 40 minutes or something like that with this with this band. I just got to be the lead singer for a band, just relive my glory days. And being a singer, I wanted to talk about this because I wanted to plug your podcast. I wanted to plug your uh, album. Album, yeah. I pitch out Broadway. So how crazy was that for you to kind of just get in the studio and just kind of step back from baseball for a little bit, be a musician instead of a baseball player? Dude, it was wild, yeah. I mean, it's... It's very, very different, obviously, but this was, you know, before any of this COVID stuff was happening, we recorded it in November and, uh, and yeah, man, I loved every second of it and it's all Broadway songs. Cause I'm a huge Broadway fan. So what I studied in college was Broadway and opera and classical and stuff like that. Um, and the guys I got to work with are these incredible studio musicians. And then I got to sing, you know, I got some incredible special guest vocalists that make me sound terrible. Um, <laughs> and then... And then I got to do, like, it, it's led to more things. Like, uh, I got to sing with the Pittsburgh Symphony in February. Um, I got to, uh, now I'm a judge for a, a nationwide, technically worldwide uh, talent contest for an arts academy online. Um, and it's just been, I mean, it's been absolutely insane how much, how much stuff has come out of it. And it's, and it's just the beginning because really the whole point was once the season starts, then we'll be able to really sell this out there. Um, and obviously the season has not started. So just push back a little bit, but it's, yeah, it's and, if, and, and if you're listening to this, man, I mean, listen to the song, the greatest show I believe I, in my opinion, that's the song where it's like this guy, like this, like this guy's something serious, man. I mean, what, for, what would you say? Obviously the whole album's great. What would you say is like the kind of song that you want, that you don't that you want to like take with you where you're like the this is where this is what you should listen to the most like this is one of the greatest songs i've made or been a part uh, of so. on the album on the album probably oh, oh. uh define gravity is definitely up there because caitlin caparelli who's the the guest vocalist there was on the season eight of uh the voice and she's stupid good um that one sounds really really good so that one and then um my other favorite <sighs> Man, that's tough. Mm, I would go. I mean, the greatest show is the most rock one yeah. on the album, so I'd probably go the greatest show. Yeah, there's. Yeah, it's hard because like when I think of all the other songs that are on it, it's there's a lot of really good ones, but like, man, I love the greatest show. So yeah, no, it's great, man. It's it's also cool because you kind of, like you said earlier in the podcast, you you kind of get to show people that hey, I'm not just like a one trick pony. You know what I mean? Like I can I'm not just a, I'm not just a pitcher. I can, I can I can actually do stuff. I can sing. I can do all this. So when did you kind of what part? What age was it for you? Or whenever? When what part? Like what part of your major league career did you kind of say, hey man, like I kind of want to also pursue pursue music or just like make an album while I'm playing in the show? Well, it, not really what I had in mind. Um, basically my grandma told me a long, long time ago that, uh, it would be really cool if I got to sing the national anthem at a major league baseball game on the team, you know, with the uniform on. So I wanted to do that. Um, and so when I got the opportunity, um, and they said I would, I was allowed to do it. So then I had to like audition, um, and I succeeded. Uh, and then, um, Saying it in front of the game was incredibly nervous. And then I sang it again the next year. And that was just going to make it a habit. I'm just going to sing it once a year because I think it's cool. Um, and then for some reason, after that second one, the producer in LA saw a video of it, went and did some research on me and then was like, reached out to me. 
and asked if I wanted to do an album. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> um, and so we figured it out over, over 2018 as a season, we figured it out. How, no, it was last year. So throughout 2019 as a season, we figured out how it was all going to work and everything. So yeah, it's, uh, it was wild. So yeah. cool though. No, it's just like, I feel like also an, a little side hustle for you in the off season is, is maybe taking requests for weddings, like being a wedding guy, like singing out weddings, getting people going. And also, I mean, it, uh, and let me just say this, I wouldn't hire you for my wedding because my future wife would say, I'm leaving you, you for this guy. <laughs> but w- would, would you, would you be a wedding guy? I want to hear it. Like, that'd be incredible to have Stephen Brault singing at your wedding, getting after it with you also. I would sing in a wedding. Yeah, I have. I've sang. I have sang at a wedding before. I've also sang at a funeral. Oh, uh, yeah. I've done. I've done. But that was when I was back in my classical days. That was that was like church music, you know. Yeah. So you were like uh, Will Ferrell in, in uh, Wedding Crashers. You were yeah. crashing weddings, what's, and then you transformed to funerals. What's the song from uh, from Step Brothers? Oh. Uh, uh, La Porte, Da-da-da! something La Porte. It's yeah, by yeah, yeah. Andrea Bocelli. Yeah. yeah. I'm Italian. I know that. It's Porti Volale, I think. Or I, I don't know if I said that right. I'm going to make my grandmother very pissed because if she hears <laughs> this. It's Porti Volale or something like that. I know it's that, though. But how does it go? Okay, let me see it. Right here. The, I remember now. Yeah, this song hey, pumps, dude. Uh, let's see it. That that song goes yeah, crazy. That song. Right. Um yeah, so I'll sing that at your wedding. <laughs> there it is. And and I, I used to say that I say this to a couple guests, the guys that I'm close with, and people can hold me accountable to this whenever I get married. Steven Brault will be in the wedding party at the wedding. It's just that's how much of a bond that we kind of have here. It's just Stephen Brault invited to my wedding. Someone write it in stone. Fans of the podcast put on the record. We're going to have Stephen Brault there, Nick Kingham there. A lot of guests that we've had on the podcast there. Have you kept in contact with Nick? Because he, yeah. he's obviously in South Korea, man. It's just, he hasn't pitched since, I believe. He has a little bit of an elbow issue, but he hasn't oh, pitched dude. in a while. It it's sucks, been man. like a wild story of injury and like yeah. them figuring out what's wrong with him and trying to make him pitch through it. And I did, I don't even know the exact story. I just know it's been way more difficult than it should have been. It's, I and I don't know, I could be speaking like an idiot on this. I believe down there it's like, or up there, I don't know what part of the world it's in, but it's like honorable. It's like you, when you're, when you pitch, you, you, you fulfill your contract. Right. And, and, and if, unless your arm is legitimately falling off, you pitch, I believe that's the mindset they have with Nick. But Nick is kind of saying like, listen here, man, like I don't feel good on the mound. Like I, I shouldn't be pitching right now. And I, and I, and I believe they're kind of just saying, dude, I think you're milking this. Like, I think you're fine. Right. Am I wrong on that? I think that's what's going on. So yeah, it's something like that for sure. I mean, e- either way they can agree on stuff and yeah, Nick hasn't pitched in a while and that sucks. Cause that's kind of how you make, cause you know, a lot of um, the contracts in Korea are very highly incentive based. So like yeah. he's not going to make his incentives obviously. So it sucks. Yeah, and like I said, man, Nick is – and speaking on it because we're on episode 50, Nick's one of those guys that kind of started this thing, man. He he, he kind of – he's got me a majority of the guys. He's one of the nicest guys I believe I've ever met. And it just kind of sucks seeing stuff like that happen to a guy, man. Like, he goes down there, obviously, like, 
positive mindset. He was pitching. He pitched pretty well his first start, mm-hmm. man. I believe he carved. I, I, Seven I bet, innings, three runs. And yeah. I'll say this. I bet on him that start. So, shout out to me for betting on the SK wow. Wyverns there. But, yeah, it's just like – it's just bull for me to just kind of see a guy like that who's really nice kind of go through that stuff, man. I can't even imagine how crazy that is for him. Have you – has he been trying to get, like, advice through you on, on what you would do in that situation? No, I think he's – because it's just such a – like an unheard of thing because he's in a country where he doesn't speak the language and, you know, not all that many people that he's working with speak English either. So he just kind of, you know, they're kind of trying to figure it out as best as possible. Um, but no, he hasn't really asked my advice. Cause honestly, I have no idea what I would say. It's just <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. try, uh, I don't know. Try pitching. No, yeah. you can't do that. Okay. Then I don't know. Come home and yeah. give up the rest of the money. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't. The thing is he's in a weird, weird situation, but it's just, like I said, man, Nick, we're praying for you, man. I hope, I hope, I hope you, I hope you make it through this and you're pitching again in that, in a beautiful little SK Wyverns uniform. You look a little bit more thick in the white. I like it. He's, he's I'll be honest with you. He's, he's a, a thick, thick boy. boy. He's yeah. a thick boy. And this is the last question I wanted to ask you, man, kind of yeah. going into this season. Uh, with a shortened season, obviously, like we talked about, it's going to be weird. What are your kind of goals going into it? I mean, it's you're not you're going to be getting what do you say, maybe 10, 11 starts this year, not that many starts as usual. What are your kind of goals going into it if the season happens? I think goals are pretty, pretty simply. Um, I think everybody's gonna have the same goals, which is to at the end of 60 games, can I look back on that and be like, I played pretty well? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't think no, anybody's exactly. gonna have. Because we're talking, me and JB were talking about that, Josh Bell. It's like, it's kind of a race to like 20 homers, you know, um, and a race to like maybe seven wins yeah. uh, on the mound, um, a race to 35 wins, 40 wins on the season. I think you're not going to see many super great records. Um, I think you're going to see most records closer to 500. Um, so I think of, the playoff race is going to be really fun because there's going to be a lot of teams in the playoff race um, with this short amount of games. There's going to be a ton of teams right around the same spot. And I, I think it's good for the game of baseball, man. I mean, if you can kind of advertise just the the playoff race here, having dude, it's not, a sixty yeah. game playoff race. That's yeah. what it is. It is. It's a, it's, this is baseball. They always say it's a marathon, not a sprint. This year's a sprint. Sixty games. You got sixty games to to win, basically. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be. You have to be ready to go because any team that's not going to be ready to go is going to get very exposed very quickly. Yeah, and there and there it is, man. There you have it, folks. I mean, I can't believe, and I'll say this when we do the year anniversary. Also, I can't believe that my dumb, dumb JUCO brain, my idiot self, has managed to do fifty episodes with these amount of people, amount of big leaguers, good guys. Like I said, Stephen Brault, one of the good guys. Um, it's it's Pittsburgh Pirates legend. Voice of an angel, man, missile, a guy that's going to be, like I said, he's going to be in my wedding party. I'm excited to see what he does this year, man. It's my boy. My boy, Steven Brawl. Thank you for hopping on this, man. Thanks, Johnny. I appreciate it, dude. Um, Don't forget uh, that no matter what happens this season, uh, I will always be available to be in your stupid podcast. (laughs) If nobody else wants to do it again, I'll be episodes 51 through 70 as well. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.